If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's <Yeah. laughs> You can continue to double forever and it will never break that pattern. One, two, four, eight, seven, five. One, two, four, eight, seven, five. That six number pattern is underlying the incredible complexities that you get into with the binary code. Okay, guys, welcome back to Your America Show. We are going to be chatting with Randy Powell a little bit later. Shit gets crazy with some vortex math. Kind of hard to follow, but fun. Uh, also, brothers with friend of the show and uh, CAC presenter. Contact at the cabin. Uh, Brown and Powell are breathing Wim Hof technique instructor who comes to our events and hangs out with us. And he's a super cool cat. He's coming to, coming to our event in April. And who knows, he might show up in August too, where I've actually been talking with Brandon behind the scenes on an event up here in the Great White North, which we might actually include his brother in, out in the Kananaskas here in the next couple of years. See if we can bring that to fruition. Uh, and we got, uh, Graham, you've come a long way, Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> Good, how you doing? Good. Little inside joke there. Yeah, this was fun. Actually, we should probably mention this is on YouTube as well, if people want to get more of a visual about that. Um, check out the YouTube there's a live stream and then this one will be coming out as well with the intro without the visuals, but I'll have a link in the, in the YouTube notes to the live stream. That's right. So if they go to whatever one, it'll link back to the other one, the full audio only with the intro or the, or the live one with the video. I think America.ca slash live might get you there. I don't know. It's been kind of broken down. Yeah. I'm trying and It's to... not really edited. It's just like we start off live without, you know, doing a proper intro and it's just, it's pretty rough, but it's there. That being said, we're taking a three-week hiatus. Well, not really. No, we're just we've well, the got show, content. We're just the show's not taking a hiatus. Graham and I are taking a the stream. The stream is taking a three-week hiatus over the Christmas holiday season. Uh, we'll still be releasing shows every week, and of course, on the twenty-first, December twenty-first, uh, that evening, we don't know exactly. Well, we'll be streaming then, won't we? I mean, the twenty-first will stream. Yes. Okay. We'll stream that for sure. Okay. Uh, so we're not really taking a hiatus. We're doing a Fandango like we we always do through that's the holiday right. season. Yeah, we're doing a Fandango, but we won't be doing any live streaming interviews for those three weeks. We will do the Fandango. That'll be on the Saturday night, Saturday, December 21st. We'll get together with the Cruising and Steak guy. Cruising with Steak? Cruising with Steak guys. Or Steak? Who else? Uh, hopefully Felix will pop in. Usually we got, a, we got a pretty good crew that pops around for the Fandangos. Uh, we'll probably open up the phone lines. Actually, no, we'll use the phone. Let's I don't know if we phone. can do that. You probably have to do Skype, I think. I'd like to use the phone. I think I could set it up so we could use the phone. Okay. Like call, call the Yeah, the I'll just use that little adapter and ding, ding into there. I'll get it working. Okay. I'll make sure. So we'll use the phone line. You'll you be able to call in. Phone number yeah, now because that's also the text line. You can text or leave voicemails. It's 403-702-6083. 
Yeah, that's the Gramerica line, the Gramerica hotline. So we'll have that as a call in all night. I think we'll probably do it from like uh, eight till eleven or eight till. Usually ends up going about three hours, and then by then it's just you know it'll be a shit show. It'll, it's, it's, it's guaranteed shit show. I was asking Darren if we could have some format or some sort of topic, and I said it's no. Like, yeah, it's like, well, maybe it's I can. It's a tough up bunch to reel in. Yeah, I mean, you know what? My biggest hope right now is that uh, Jerry's back for it. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. So well, uh, maybe we should talk about that. Throw Jerry. Some yeah, good vibes. I want to just throw Jerry some good vibes today. Friend of the show. I've uh, been going through some stuff. I don't want to give out too much. I don't know. It's not my place to say, but uh, he could use some good vibes in the community. He's been around since day one. He's helped out with the chats. He's a huge member, uh, Mr. Jerry Cthulhu. Nox Mente. Nox Mente is the podcast. The, yeah, the YouTube channel. Yeah, he's D and D in with Graham. He was not anymore. Yeah. He hasn't been for a few years. Anyway, we love you, Jerry, and uh, we really, uh, we really hope uh, hope to see you back on the show soon. I'm just looking for it. Here it is. Hope you get better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, good vibes, buddy. Hope to see you back in the saddle soon. Uh, what else we got? Housekeeping to get out of the way. Oh, yeah. So the three-week hiatus in the stream. So I went and spent some money. Surprise, Graham. Uh, spent uh, about a thousand bucks to get a new computer because the iMac just can't seem to handle the stream. We've been trying to switch over to Wirecast here and there, and the, it just seems to crash out. Uh, I talked to some people at OBS to try and even get them to give us some professional help where we could pay them to come and set it up for us once, and it's all said and done, and they said they would only do that if we had a PC. So it's kind of ironic that I bought a PC <laughs> for a thousand bucks, being the Mac guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, didn't you buy that Mac because you thought you needed a Mac at one yeah. point? Well, James helped with that. Yeah. Thanks, James. Thanks, Handler. Yeah. It worked for, I mean, we can't complain. It got us through, what, four years? Oh, yeah. No, was it that long? We yeah. were recording yeah. onto that thing for the longest time, remember? Yeah. Before we got the digital, we've only had the digital recorder for, what, a year and a half? Yeah, but we, but we have some other issues with our Skype computer as well. So that Mac might become our Skype computer, a dedicated, yeah, a the dedicated Mac. Skype Zoom computer, and then we can then we could probably relieve the resources off the rest of the equipment. and That's uh, right. And then we'll have the uh, new little PC box that I got specially made to run a stream. So I was able to send our computer guy, George. Thanks, George. We love you. That's who helped us out with our new servers and everything. And uh, I was able to send him just all the specs. Here's all the specs that these streaming programs require. And he was able to build us a little box, or he's going to be able to build us a little box computer that'll be made just to do all that stuff perfectly. Yeah. Including the audio, the video, everything. And we're kind of going to, you were going to rewire stuff over the holidays. I'm going to rewire everything over the holidays. I'm going to get the stream set up good. I'm going to get Wirecast over the holidays and I'm going to get all the branding set up and the stream set up and a couple cameras and all that should be good to go to start the new year. The first stream of the new year should be uh Prime America 2.0. I want to even, uh, includes, revamping the YouTube. So I think there's a couple of things you can turn on there and off. Anyway, I'm going to get into all that. I'm going to, I'm going to 
finally give the stream some real attention now that I've got some extra time in my life and, and things like that. So, yeah, Christmas break. I'm going to spend my 10 days off fixing the stream. Well, big thanks to everybody because we couldn't do that without donations, really. No, we I mean, couldn't do that without you guys. I mean, we I mean, still can't really do it. We still can't. A couple really. more donations would help, yeah. but, but it's, I've, it's I've still overextended there. us <laughs> on this one, probably, with the CAC uh, expenses coming around and everything else. You know, it was a bad time to spend the money, but with the free time coming up over Christmas, it was a good time to have the new computer. Yeah. So I just spent the money. Well, that's going to be about a $1,300 investment into the stream, into the video end into of things, podcast, into the podcast yeah, in, in general. In general yeah. um, and it's good because we'll sneak it into the 2019 expenses. We'll have a nice fresh budget yeah. for 2020. He's end of a decade. Yeah. Anyway, if that's you guys can find it in your heart, grandamerica.ca slash support, sign up for a monthly of some sort would be fantastic. Maybe your monthly support already. You just want to pitch in 50 bucks on the new machine. We'd appreciate that too. Make a one-time donation right over there, grantmarker.ca slash support. Uh, yeah, support the show because we love you, and we couldn't do it with if, if we didn't have the... Actually, that's how we got our last computer, too, remember? Yeah, yeah we, we raffled awesome. it We got off. a raffle for yeah. the last computer. Yeah, that yeah. was fantastic. Anyway, the show would not exist without the supporters, plain and simple. grantmarker.ca slash support. You keep us going, and we love you for it. We love yous that don't support, too. We understand not all you can afford to support, but if you can, then... You know, throw us a buck or two a month. I was thinking maybe for that Fandango too, we could do like an intention for 2020. Not necessarily a resolution type stuff, but I mean, we've been talking a lot about intentions and synchronicities always. And So I think I might have intended a concert. What do you mean by that? Well, because I've been wanting to go see um, the Dead South. And I actually almost, I'm, I almost was, if I would have went with my plan, I would be right now driving back from Spokane. Oh. Because yeah. I was going to go to Spokane yesterday morning to go see the dead south down in uh spokane and visit a couple grand americans down there justin too come back because i have the hockey game and some stuff to do tonight that starts around six o'clock and it's about an it's an eight hour drive plus an hour time change and i was just like so i'd have to leave spokane by like 8 a.m and if everything goes perfectly i'd be back in time but with the border crossing and the mountain pass and everything else, I was just like, I can't risk it. So I never went and I was like, you know what? I was just like, that's ah, okay. You know, I'll see these guys soon enough. They're from Regina. It's just a matter of time. And when they do, I'll come see them. Cause I'd gone through their website to see all the shows and they're like Spokane. And then they're here. There was, there, there was no more dates in Canada this year. I don't even know who these. Yeah. It's just are. like, it's like a bluegrass band. Uh, so I'm like, okay, it's fine. I'll see them. They'll end up coming to Calgary or someplace close by soon enough. And then, uh, so then I'll, the other day I was watching their YouTube video of a show, actually T-Bone, shout out to T-Bone in the chats, grandamerica.ca slash chats, sent me a link for one of those songs. He said it made me, it reminded him of me. It's a black long song. Anyway, I put it on and this link pops up that they've got these tickets available for this new show they've announced in Red Deer, Alberta on December 31st. For eighty dollars a seat. Wow. Yeah. But in the interim week, I had made plans with my kids. Yeah. So, um, because uh, their mom's going to a concert, so she had called and said, "Hey, I want to go to a concert on the on New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. Do you mind taking the kids?" And I was like, "No problem." So then, my kid, me and my kids were like, "Because they haven't got to stay up till midnight yet." And then when I picked them up from school the next day, I was like, "Hey, you guys, with me on New Year's, you know we're." This is year we're gonna stay up till midnight. 
And then, uh, like two days later, I seen that those guys had announced a concert in Red. That was <laughs> That's like, hilarious. Dang it! Next time. Anyway, so I don't know if I, I don't know if I intended the concert or not. But what are the chances they'd be playing in Red Deer, Alberta, yeah. on New Year's Eve, like yeah. a week after? I'm like, ah, it's okay. They'll come to Calgary or somewhere closer by soon enough. Anyway, I hope some uh, Calgary or some Grand Americans go check out the concert. Make sure it sells out. So that they come back. I hope you don't think you really intended that to happen. You should go. Are you? No, I don't want to go to concerts. Why not? I don't know. Not It'd be a good concerts. one. No, I'm not into concerts. A bluegrass no, one be nice no, and mellow. No, no, no not even. No. Like, no, never. never. <laughs> <laughs> You'll go to a festival, but not a concert? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Why? What happened? That festival was like five years ago, dude. Four was years it five ago. Years yeah, ago? probably. Would you go yeah. to a festival now? I don't know. Maybe. Not really. I don't know. I'm totally, I'm changing. You're getting too old. <laughs> I don't know anything anymore. Yeah. You don't know anything about anything. Oh, that reminds me. All right. Do you have that email? Was that an email? I forwarded. Oh, I texted it to you. I think I copy pasted oh, it. Oh, you can't text me stuff, dude. <laughs> uh, you have it, don't you? Somewhere? I can get it. I okay, can get it. So, well, there, we're just going to go over some, you st- you're going to go over the you talk. phone in the studio, aren't you? With the text and stuff like that. You talk and I'll yeah. get to that. Okay, I'll read. Uh, I'll read an email if you want. In the meantime, I'm gonna read an email in the meantime. Can you listen to this while you're doing that, yeah. Darren? Yeah. Okay, this is synchronicity, general positivity, and a synchronicity. I've been saving up. We love getting these emails. Graham at GrahamAmerica.com. You guys have the best show every week. I look forward to America out of all the podcasts I listen to. I used to skip through the beginning, but now I feel like I know you guys so well. Only after listening for maybe six months. I never miss an intro now. Your chemistry is so refreshing and inviting. Makes me feel like I'm somehow good old friends. So anyway, a synchro I recently remembered from my late teens to early 20s. I would periodically have... Oh, this is, this is pretty... I remember reading this one. That was pretty strange. <clears throat> pretty freaky. Not freaky, but... I would periodically have very strange dreams, maybe every six months or so. They started around my senior year of high school. I would start... They would start in a sort of cloudy haze, and I would always have this deja vu feeling. I would be looking down on Earth, like Google Maps view, and I would see a neighborhood. I could always make out a ratty pickup park near a house. In my life, I'd always owned and drove beat-up trucks, as I loved Toyotas and off-roading. Well, slowly I would zoom out and end up seated in an airplane flying over a major city which I thought was odd as I grew up in a fairly small town. This dream came twice in my senior year, showcasing two different neighborhoods with the same truck that I didn't recognize. Fast forward a year and a half after I graduated college and ended up living in the Bay Area. Well, one time I was flying home to Washington, and as we took off, I look out the window, and there it was, the view I saw from my dream. Fast forward another six months as I had moved neighborhoods, and I was flying back into San Jose, and I get the same feeling. I look out the window and bam, I found my truck almost instantly as we were approaching our landing. Same view from my second dream. So as my life progressed, this deja vu dream happened three more times. But this time I would be shown, it would, I would be shown a new work setting. Three separate shops I worked in, I had dreams of before I ever sit, set foot in them. The dream would happen always about six months before the event. I never saw people in them, just places in my life take me from California back to my hometown. Well, thanks for your time and keep up the good work, Kyle. 
Hey, hey. Like, how can how can people uh, deny the, deny that you know pre, pre precognition is? I mean, that's probably the way pre precognition shows up for him, right? Non-linear time. Hey, I mean, it's incredible. It's crazy. Crazy shit's crazy. But, but I don't know the answer of why that happened. Oh yeah, so I got the review. <laughs> We like to review. We, we don't read the five stars because it seems uh, self-serving. Yeah, but we got a two star, so it's exciting. Whenever we get a two star, one star, we make sure we read those on the show because it's room for improvement. We got lots of don't know. Two stars. First listen, didn't know. Oh, if, two stars. Two I stars. didn't know it was two stars. Yeah. That's good. First listen, didn't know if bots were sending him spam. Don't know the neurological mechanism behind chronic pain. Didn't know if voting in politics makes any difference. There's nothing provocative or interesting about this so far. Good if you want to fall asleep, I'd say. Hey, if we help you fall asleep, that's good too. That's adding value to your life. There you go. Tell us to your, send us to your friends that need to listen to lazy Canadian ramblings to fall asleep. Tell them to send two bucks a month. Uh, so yeah, sorry about the don't knows. I still think it's, it's bot. It's just fun. What? Oh, you think the? Well, I mean, here we we worked years. The one you sent me this morning wasn't a bot. We've worked years for trying to figure out what we know and what we don't know, right? I mean, I'm, I'm the, the more we, the more the we delve we into all this stuff, the, the, the more we, we know. the more we know. I mean, the more I know, really, the, the less the, I know, the less. No, sorry, the less we know. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah, we're just talking about that with somebody. So for me, it takes it takes some effort to say yeah. I don't know that stuff. Like I'm not going to pretend we know stuff. To me, so, it's more uh, takes more effort to say you don't know something. Yeah, I mean, but I also, I don't want to, maybe that's part of why I'm, uh, why we, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about being out of sorts about the podcast and the YouTube and all that. And like, I, I don't want us to change like that. But, oh, I think this text is but, from that person. Oh, maybe. So yeah. that's interesting. So what was I going to say there? I'm going to read the text. It's like, we talk to the, we talk to people that are experts and researchers in the field, right? We're interested in all these topics, but I don't have a lot of answers. And if that's. If that's what people need, is people thinking they know the answers, then this isn't the show for you. Like Probably it's not though, because you're not going to get that unless you're hearing it from the people we talk to. FYI, neurologically based chronic pain isn't a mystery. I had four ketamine for mine. This is a text, right? Yeah. It's and a text to four zero three seven zero two six zero eight three. Is better than shrooms and general hallucinogens for addressing disorders such as RSD, chronic regional pain syndrome, fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia, myalgia, yeah. and neuropathy. <laughs> this is why I'm not a doctor. The mechanisms. My Indian tongue doesn't let me say words like that. The mechanisms. The mechanism is found in resetting the NMDA receptors in the nervous system, which interacts in the brain to perceive pain. I hope you never have it, and I suppose not having it makes it a casual matter to non-sufferers. I didn't find your podcast my cup of tea because there, there seemed to be much you didn't know, <laughs> there and much you took rather casually, but I thought I'd let you know. Awesome. Well, thanks for the feedback. Thanks. That's great. I said thanks. Yeah. Thanks. We appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate that. Now we know. Maybe. If that's correct. Smoke so, some DMT and you might so change your mind. So can you summarize mind. that a little bit? You're saying ketamine helps with uh, chronic pain and it's not a mystery of I'm that. So like that. people with fibromyalgia have a actually, and people I with chronic pain. I mean, my, my girlfriend's a prime example. I mean, the doc, they, they don't know what to do with it. They can't figure anything out. 
Well, my the, ex is pain. Like I mean, it's unbelievable. So, you had the most success in that case as well. Anyway, I can't summarize it because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just being honest. Uh, hey guys, Jesse from Kelowna here. Love your podcast. Listen to it all day while while I paint houses. Ha oh. ha. Anyways, Graham used to paint houses. Anyways, the first track on this ep is really good and relevant. It's called 5G, and this guy is from Alberta, I think. His name is Tripsy Leary, T-R-I-P-Z-Y-L-E-A-R-Y. Anyways, I know you guys enjoy a little hip-hop. This one's for y'all. Hmm. Nice. The link isn't clickable, so I can't. Yeah. Anyway, we'll put the link in the show notes. I'm copy-pasting it to you now. All right. Say something. Okay, we'll put the link in the show notes. I mean, like, take over talking for a minute. I'm done. That's all I have for, um, that's all I got on the text line. No voicemails. Someone should be leaving it. You guys should be leaving us some voicemails from time to time. Need more voicemails. Do you want to do a little synchro jingle and I'll read another one? Sure. Which synchro jingle do you want? My pick? I'm still, I'm still curious about that chronic pain stuff. I mean, I should look into that. Well, I'll send you the link. Yeah. I don't know where to get ketamine these days. Uh, sure someone and what knows. about people that don't want to do that to fix their chronic pain? Like some people just don't want to get high either. No, well, some people don't. Oh. Right? Does that mean that they're, they're, that's it? I died. Know, I died. Oh. <laughs> 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 need money for electricity apparently. Okay, here's one for I've you I've been guys. having some cord problems. I'm down to one cord. 2018, I had a bad reaction to some medicine. So what Speaking sort? of medicine. Modafinil to help me stay awake at work. I suffer from fatigue We're issues. Get sued by modafinil. So I took the medicine after two days of fasting because I wanted to be awake at work. Stupid me taking a prescription medicine after fasting. So the night went fine, but I woke up in the early afternoon. I, w- I worked the third shift with my heart beating out of my chest. I knew right away I'd fuck something up. Metabolizing that med after a fast, I'm sure flooded my brain with that brain stimulant. So after that day, I had ringing in my ears and trouble focusing my eyes. I fried something in my brain. So for three months, I'm anxious, can't sleep, crying out of nowhere, and then it gets worse. I wake up one morning with my heart rate elevated and I can't get it to go down. I live for a week with my heart rate around 110 no matter what I do. I'm convinced I'm dying. I'm talking to my daughter about how to remember me when I'm gone. It's horrible. The most scared I've ever been. Caveat. I would be on FB asking for a sign. I get signs, but nothing would show up. Maybe one meme out of 50 would speak to me about what I was going through. I don't count that as a synchro. Now, here's the synchro. I was on my way to work, anxious and stressed, asking for a sign. Asking for a sign right now, and one that can't be denied. I'm at my wit's end. So I calm down for a few minutes, and I'm driving in silence when I say out loud, I'll just have to ride it out. At the exact same time, I turn up the radio and the words to the song that was playing was ride with me, ride with me. Let's see how this thing goes. <laughs> if it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be baby. If it's meant to be a message straight from the universe. If it's meant to be, it'll be my anxiety about the situation mostly vanished. And a few days later, I was able to get some medicine that worked miracles on me. I'm convinced that the universe talks to me. It probably does. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Right? So thanks. 
Thanks, Thanks for that awesome out. email. I'm not going to say who it is, just in case. Just in case it didn't yeah. say. Didn't say. Glad you're feeling better. You know, sometimes life gets you down. Just give it a couple weeks. Yep. See where you're at in a couple weeks. Um, what else? You, you gonna got? rate that one? You should rate that one. All right, eight point two. Eight point two. That's pretty good. What do you got? Uh, that's about it. Right? I can. I yeah, well, I'm out of jingles, but yeah. I'll go to some social medias. Yeah, we can do that if you want to stretch this out a little bit. Well, we're only at like twenty three minutes. People can always uh, fast forward to the show start if they don't want to hear these lazy ramblings and stuff. But we do like to take care of some housekeeping and. Listener emails and stuff like that. Good old YouTube. Bring up the Dildos trolls. who believe in space and spinning balls of water. Too much Star Trek. Growing ass adult who thinks we're going to Mars to live. NASA's mind control victims. <laughs> <laughs> that was on uh, the first Randall Carlson up. Way back then. Wow. Uh, on Dick Kahn. Really interesting interview, but Khan did at times sound like a junkie using experimentation and science to explain away an addiction to DMT. Wow, that's interesting. On 391, Hotep Jesus. Surprisingly dull episode. Hotep spent too long deliberating, deliberating and offered little original thought. Huh. Uh, that's just interesting, too. We got a lot of feedback from Hotep. I think he was trying to be very careful about what he said, to be honest with you. He was thinking about it. Think so? Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know. I've never done DMT before, but your trip seems very similar to my experience with Selvia. Smoked it almost 10 years ago. Haven't touched it since. If I were to explain exactly what happened, it would be too long. Have you guys ever tried it? Love the show from Divine Matrix. Hmm. Uh, no, I've never tried Selvia. Uh, have you? Me, no. No. Uh, on the odd man out, lots of news items say that the F-35 is a giant boondongle. Yeah. Does not perform. Plus, So that was in res probably in response to me talking about most of the nukes being fake. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I had mentioned that I think the nukes are fake. It's funny. I was going to bring up that F-35 boondongle because somebody was talking about our... Canadian Air Force and all that, and what we, uh, and I think the, that thing barely got made. I think the F thirty five, and it was way, way over budget. I mean, you wonder everything's over yeah. budget these days. Uh, we'll go to the Tao. Got some quotes. The book of Tao. I can't remember which one I did. I can't remember if I did this one last time. Did I do? Okay, we'll do this again. If I did it, oh well. You get, if if I'm doing it again, it's because it didn't sink in the first time. Uh fifteen. In the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu. The ancients were subtle, mysterious, profound, responsive. The depth of their knowledge is unfathomable. Because it is unfathomable, all we can do is describe their appearance. Watchful, as though crossing a winter stream. Alert, like people aware of danger. Courteous, like visiting guests. Yielding, like ice about to melt. Simple, like uncarved blocks of wood. Hollow, like caves. Opaque, like muddy pools. Who can quietly? Who can wait quietly while the mud settles? Who can remain still until the moment of action? Observers of the Tao do not seek fulfillment. Not seeking fulfillment, they are not swayed by desire for change. 
Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's awesome. Seems like Wow Sue had some things figured out. I would. I'd love to be back in ancient, like just even a couple thousand years before BC, when Egyptian was at its peak, maybe, or when you know, you just know, to see how knowledgeable they really were and how things really were, because we really don't have any idea. Funny, I was just thinking when the show first started, I remember um, messaging Ben Grundy from Mysterious Universe, yeah, and asking him what the uh, kind of some of the secrets were to getting a good podcast going and he had something and i was like oh so like stick to and he had made some comment about he made some comment to there's something in this book about that he said something about lao su well really yeah i haven't found it yet in wow the book, but it's in there somewhere yeah so that'll be interesting it'll yeah. come full circle how long has it been now six years? Seven, seven years almost seven years, almost seven yeah, years. it'll be seven and years in june wow seven years yeah I got an octopus, a global control quote for you. I can't play the jingle because that's okay. That's okay. Dead. I kind of figured this should be, like, you know, this this episode's about vortex math. I was f- trying to find one out of the education par- uh, chapter, and I'll read a couple of sentences before just to give you some context of it. Okay. A behavioral teacher education project outlined the teacher reforms to be forced on Americans after 1967, as evidenced in part by the statement below. The impersonal manipulation through schooling of a future America in which few will be able to maintain control over their opinions. An America in which each individual receives at birth a multi-purpose identification number, which enables employers and other controllers to keep track of underlings and expose them to the direct or subliminal influence when necessary. So then he goes on to say, readers learned that chemical experimentation on minors would be normal procedure in the post 1967 world they identified the future as one in which a small elite will control all important matters one in which participatory democracy will largely disappear children will be made to see through school experience that their classmates are so irresponsible and inadequate that they must be controlled and regulated for society's good this organization expected to accomplish by education what dictators in Europe are seeking to do by compulsion and force. Wow. That was from Louis Albert, executive director of the National Education Association of 1933. Nice. <laughs> he was ahead of his time. Yeah. Did he get shot or anything? I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how he met his demise. Yeah. Because back then, you know, if, was it, I guess what happens if the brakes go on your horse? Yeah. Was it harder? There's no hot it's probably tubs. probably easier in there's some no small, Not a lot of small planes or hot tubs or, I mean, maybe there's a bench press. People went missing more often. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Do you just think back then you're like, the wolves were still a thing. They dumped bodies in the ocean more back then, I think. Yeah. Like back in the 20s and Cuba. 30s, maybe not that soon. Maybe it was before that where you're like. You know, like heading out to your buddy's house, you might get fucking taken out by wolves or some <laughs> shit. I'm like, Jesus. It's crazy to think about. We're, we're only a couple hundred years removed from the wolves being a real problem. Why do you say that? I was reading some stuff about the super packs up in Russia again. Terror you don't know attacks. anything. I don't know anything about anything. You don't know anything. But I was reading some stuff. <laughs> about wolves fucking shit up. Really? Super packs of wolves? Yeah, like 300 in, plus. Really? Yeah. In, the, in Russia? Yeah. 
So just think when you're living in a teepee and shit, those bulls are a problem. Enough of them come around. I saw a great, a great uh, illustration on Instagram about a wolf pack that was roaming through the snow mm-hmm. and how they, the older elderly go up front because they set the pace for the pack. And then the strongest ones like right next to that. And then a bunch of the middle ones and then the strongest ones in the back with the leader way in the back yeah. watching the whole Making thing. Making sure no one falls behind. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about being a leader. We don't get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're supposed to follow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're in my view, the leader's more responsible for taking care of the group than being the alpha. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So these were, these were, these were, but problems I don't know anything. In, these were problems in Russia. Yeah, super packs up in northern Russia. I mean, I, I'd like to That's go to right. Russia, man. Mm-hmm. I think I need to go to Russia for a while and check shit out one day. When we, have, when we have some more freedom to travel? No, when you want freedom. I bet you that's going to be the place to go for freedom. That's a, wow, about that way to get day. controversial. Yeah, thanks. We'll have to go there to continue the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> live cheap, just like, we'll live on your donations, that's it. Just yeah. talk to interesting people from Russia, from because Russia. that's where to go to get the freedom. Well, anyway, I'd like to go visit Russia. Like, you see how big northern Russia is? It must just be barren as fuck up there. Yeah. There's not a lot of people in Russia. Anyway. And I've been really into that little big shit lately. Russia looks fun. I bet you those guys are a blast. I bet you they're a blast. Let's see if I can get them on the show. They'd be fun to hang out with. Anyway, I think that's all we got. Uh, you got yeah. anything else? No, it's good. Support the show. Merry Thanks for listening. Holiday season is coming. Um... Check out, uh, if you haven't seen it before, in the show notes, there's a link to the the Grimary Christmas music oh video God. that Felix made for us. I can't remember if it was like, a couple Christmases ago, ago now. It's uh, basically the best thing ever. Grimary Christmas. There's a link in the show notes. Do check it out. It, uh, it'll warm you. Anything else? That's about it, buddy. That's about Thanks. it. Thanks. Please support the show. Grimary.ca slash support. Thanks for having Thanks to Randy for coming on the show and blowing her mind with some Vortex math. Enjoy the interview. We've got Randy Powell with us. We're going to talk about vortex-based mathematics. We'll be able to see how, uh, basically, how energy is expressing itself mathematically, I think, would be the best way to kind of summarize it. So thanks for coming on the show, Randy. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Is that kind of how you would explain, like, vortex-based? I can't say it. I can't say it properly. (laughs) It's because math is right after. Vortex-based mathematics? (laughs) I don't even know what the fuck that means, uh, so yeah. (laughs)
Yeah, vortex-based mathematics, like many of the things in this project, was a name that was given to this math by someone else. Um, there was, it, though, it, it's kind of become, you know, vortex-based mathematics or vortex math has become kind of the um, most well-known uh, moniker. Uh, you know, this mathematics has, you know, which originally started with my my teacher, mentor, my good friend, Marco Roden, um, 40-some years ago. You know, he started almost 50 years ago when he originally made this mathematical discovery. But it took many, many years working with a lot of different scientists and engineers and mathematicians and experts in tons of different fields and doing a lot of research to really start to come to a better understanding of what this mathematics is. As you put it, it is a mathematics that describes the way energy is expressing itself. And it's a different approach than conventional mathematics. It's really as far as much of a mirror image or 180 degree opposite approach to conventional mathematics as you could get because we actually say that this mathematics isn't modeling nature, that it, it literally is nature, that numbers are real. Um, so as opposed to the conventional view where numbers and base counting systems are arbitrary conventions of human beings, uh, in this system, we claim uh, nothing short, really, of mathematical perfection, that there is a true base counting system, that there is an underlying metric to nature, um, and that nature is expressing herself through numbers. So, yeah, I would say that's an accurate way to look wow, at it. Wow, that's interesting. So I'm going to dive right into the deep end of the pool here and say... <laughs> that's, that's where I like to hang out. What is going on with 33? What is going on with 33? Uh, why, specifically? Yeah, well, because it's like 33 vertebrae. or you know, there's 33 seems to be, I mean, it's not just on a conspiracy thing. It's like baked into the nature of reality, it seems to be, in a lot of ways. I've heard it expressed before as like um, it's a numerical representation of of like the sacred geometry that builds up the universe. So I was just wondering what, Hearing you talk about yeah. vortex math in that light, I mean, obviously that's, I have some other questions about irrational numbers and stuff like that too, but 33 jumped out right away. Okay, no, that's cool. I can, I'm willing to go there. So in this system, we're looking at numbers in a more complex way than is generally then they're generally looked at was because numbers are generally just an expression of enumeration, you know, like you got three apples and two oranges and you're adding them together. <clears throat> but the quantity, the quantitative aspect of numbers is only one aspect. There's also a qualitative aspect of numbers that's always associated with that. 
and essentially what it means is that numbers are geometry. They actually represent fixed locations in space-time. Space and time. So um, when you talk about the number 33, in this system, we are just working off with the conventional base 10 counting system. The difference is it's not base 10 because it's 1 through 10. They call it base 10 because it's really 0 through 9. Right? It's called the base 10 or modular 9 arithmetic, which we all learn growing up. And they say that most uh, societies and cultures can't use that because we have 10 fingers. But in this system, because we say numbers are qualitative as well, numbers are geometric, we say you don't even have 10 fingers. You have five fingers, and they're mirror images because it's based on an axis of rotation. If you had 10 fingers, you would have a thumb on the other side. right? But because your thumbs are opposable and they're mirror images, it's really the number that you're looking at is five. So in this system, the only numbers that exist as far as in the physical, well, we can get more complex in this discussion, but let's say that the only numbers that exist in the, in the real world are the numbers one through nine. Zero is not actually a number. It's an absence. It's a placeholder. Uh, when we get into talking about the vortex, the torus, the donut, it's that hole in the center, right? That's the zero. It's the counterpoint to the nine, which is fullness, right? Which is, which is everything. Uh, the zero is nothing. But it's not a number on any multiplication series. So any numbers that we're talking about that go uh, as far as in a linear counting system higher than that are always in, in vortex-based mathematics reduced back to a single-digit number, which is a common thing in, say, numerology and things like that. But it's also used in computer science. They call it digital roots. There's a lot of different terms that are cross-addition. Okay, so why, why do we do that? Well, I already made a case to begin with that there is a true kind of system, that numbers are real, that they represent nodal points, fixed locations in space, you know, like when a wave is going, it's got to stop going one way, start going another way, right? Those nodal points, which are actually what is warping and curving space and time and the relativistic universe, um, but they themselves are absolutes. And when you're talking about enumeration, like three apples and two oranges, you know, when you start learning arithmetic, but the reality in the real world is there's only three apples and two oranges because of a geometric progression on a tree, you know, um, it's, you know, that's what causes there to be certain numbers of things. So um, in this system, the 33 would be an expression of the number six, right? Which the number six plays in extremely uh, significantly in the physical world of mass that we observe. The, the geometry of the hexagon uh, 
is the geometry of perfect equilibrium. You know, many people talk about this, Buckminster Fuller, you know, other people have gone into detail about different perspectives on all this and how it relates with the platonic solids. These numbers are really the secret of how it all fits together. But the um, the number six is why you see that hexagonal polarization and light or why snowflakes are all hexagonal-based geometries, or why beehives form into that shape, why it's observed, like, on the North Pole of Saturn. You know, a lot yeah, of yeah. these things that are referenced in uh, in the TED Talk that I did years ago. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a form that goes in all nature. So all of this gets into, yeah, the body, how it grows, um it, it's it's the underlying you know many people talk about the golden ratio and how that plays into all of it the fibonacci sequence uh not only in our bodies but in you know plants and other organisms um and that all reduces to these simple patterns that were discovered in this nine numbered uh equation that marco roden discovered all those years ago so, um, so, so you think that 33 ultimately has something to do with the power of three, six and nine, like Tesla said, right? Six. Yeah. He was, you know, I, I don't know what he specifically was referring to when he said that in his own mind, but, but certainly that is a correct observation. What he said that uh, the three, six, and nine are unique numbers. They're distinct from, okay, if you remove three, six, and nine, you have six numbers left over. One, two, four, five, seven, and eight. Right, if I, if I leave out three, six, and nine. And maybe this is a good time to uh, pull up an image so that people who are watching can actually look at the image of the equation. It's usually a lot easier if I... Sure. Explain it that way. So let me um, share screen here. And then let's see if I can get down. Do you think those, uh, the way you're talking about nine as being full and zeros being absence made me think of like binary being just ones and zeros? So is, does that mean that like you could look at the, the base nine as being like a like a high level binary almost. Yeah, it is. It's it's the it obsoletes the binary because what this system reveals is that there there really is no such thing as a binary. It's always a trinary. We call it a binary triplet. It's binary in the sense that it fluctuates from positive to negative, but it's always a uh, three part polarization. Uh, in other words, it's always two negatives focused on a positive or two positives focused on a negative. So that gets, you know, obviously when you're discussing mathematics on a, you know, in an audio format, it gets a little complicated. But let me try to make it simpler. So you guys can see that image <laughs> up on the screen? No, you'll have to hit your screen share quick. Oh, I did hit it. I guess it didn't. Oh. Let, me, let me try it again. Oh, okay. Sorry, I had to hit another. There now. You, now, 
Oh, you see gotcha. that? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. So this is minus the circle here, but this is just a good image that's easy to see. Um, if you've never seen the equation, basically, uh, like many things in mathematics, it began as just a cross section of a circle. Here's another image of it. It's just a way of cross-sectioning a circle. Now, I won't dwell too much on how initially this was discovered because that whole story is a trip and a long tale in and of itself. But Marco was playing around with these numbers and he came up with this symbol. And right away, because of certain properties that he had, he knew he had discovered something really significant. Now, if you look at it, you can see, to begin with, it's really just two sets of parallel lines, you know? One's going this way, and one's going this way. Right. Right? Um, which is profound, in a way. But what you get when you make those series of parallel lines is this symbol. And as you were mentioning, the three, nine, and the six, you can see are kind of in their own separate uh, dimension. It would not be inaccurate to describe it that way because it is uh, a separate dimension or what we call the omni-dimension. Um, it is the dimension which is controlling everything that happens within the 3D world of matter. Okay, and that 3D world of matter is what's represented by these numbers. If I follow this line, you see it goes 1 to 2, 2 to 4, 4 to 8, 8 to 7, 7 to 5, and back to 1. Now, what's interesting about that is that's actually a significant mathematical process, which you can see in the beginning, but it gets a little tricky, right? If I go from 1 to 2, that's doubling, correct? 1 doubled is 2. Two doubled is four, right? Which brings me down here. Four doubled is eight. Okay, and then but eight doubled is sixteen, and then I go here and it's seven. But remember, we were talking about digital roots and cross addition, so six and one is seven, right? Mm -hmm. Why are we doing that? We're doing that because we're finding that there's an underlying pattern to the binary code because this is the binary code, right? Okay. Uh, 16 doubled is 32. 3 plus 2 is 5. 32 doubled is 64. 6 and 4 is 10, and 1 and 0 is 1. It comes back to 1. Now, I'm just going to be quick. You guys will trust me. You can do the calculation. But, you know, 64 doubled is 128, which comes back to 11, which is 2. Right? Then it goes to 256, which is 4. 512, which is 8. 1024, which is 7. 2056, so on and so forth. You can continue to double forever and it will never break that pattern one two four eight seven five one two four eight seven five that six number pattern is underlying the incredible complexities that you get into with the binary code and it always uh, comes back call, to those 64 128 512 256 it always comes back right. to those numbers right right and not only that, it works the other way as well. 
So for instance, if I start at one and I go half of one and I go the other way, it's 0.5, right? Half of 0.5 is 0.25, two plus five is seven. Half of 0.25 is 0.125, which equals eight. Then it goes 0.0625, which equals four, and so on and so forth. You can half forever in the other direction, and you'll never reach it. So this is why you're never going to get to the end of the scaling of matter. You can scale it up and down to infinity, but it's always bound which is why I say it's a bounded infinity, which is an infinity of duration, but not direction. Okay, so the physical universe, one thing I always start people with is that you have to understand mathematics that the physical universe of mass is finite. All right, is anybody, here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back so you can see me for a second. Um, Oh, now y'all. How is that? Uh, how is that finite when when you just talked about uh, that those physical representations being ultimately scalable to anything? So it's like, but you'll still never have a three hundred and twelve. Okay. Are you seeing me again? Yeah, yeah. My back. Yep. Okay, okay. Um, so say that question again. Well, you just mentioned that. Um, that it was scalable, like it, it'll just scale all the way up. So how can there, there be right. a physical uh, mass of uh, a, limitation. a limitation there? Because anything that's physical has to be finite. If it's not finite, it's not physical. So if we're actually talking about the scalar mechanism itself, mm -hmm. which is a different dimension... Then we can talk about linear infinity, all right? But but the linear linear infinity is something we cannot conceive. It's impossible. You can keep conceiving like a series of points, but you're just conceiving of a series of points on a line. You cannot conceive of linear infinity. And that's why it's really important that that 396, when you're looking at it, is not connected on the bottom. The 3 and 6 do not directly connect, and almost everyone fails the class at that point, they all make that mistake. Okay, the three and the six only connect at the nine, which is the apex. It's their convergence point. It's their beginning and end, but they never touch. They never directly. Um, that's that's because ultimately, what they represent are, are the polar opposites. They represent magnetism. Okay, and they're they're the the cause of creation of polarity. But we're going to come back to that in one second. Don't let me forget that. Why is the physical universe finite? Here's the deal. And this is just a scientific fact. So anyone who wants to dispute if they're Neil deGrasse Tyson or whoever, we can go into it. But it's just a scientific fact of logic. You cannot have something physical which is infinite. <laughs> because uh, if it's not if it's infinite, that means it's immeasurable. And there's nothing and left. Not, yeah, there's nothing if, left. If it, if it's infinite, infinitely solid or like physical, then there's nothing left besides the physical. Yeah, it has the definition of something yeah. being physical is yeah. that it's discrete, yeah. it's measurable. Now we might not be. I mean, the the universe is obviously extremely vast. We, we might not be able to measure it, but but 
it must be a certain amount. Yeah. No one no one really disputes that. So the point is mathematics must begin with the number one. Okay, when we're talking about the physical world of mass, it has to begin with one, and all observable phenomena must be based on a principle of division. Does that make sense? Yep. yep. And that's why these numbers represent uh, how the vast quantities of enumeration that we observe in different phenomena all reconnect to that unity. Um, I have a question. Yeah. So does the... Does the amount of universe have to be static? It's a good question. So it, you're saying is is there can it be expanded? Can it being be contracted out of nothing? Is there matter being say, created out of okay, nothing? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I, exactly. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Here, here's my answer to the question. It is expanding and contracting. Okay, all at the same time. And it's some in some ways semantic, whether you're saying is there new matter being created or is it a static amount being recycled? Or is energy being factored in somehow? Well, it is because all of these numbers always exist together as a unity. They don't never exist apart from one another. So let me go back to my uh, let me go back to my screen here. Uh, what happens if you put a number on the inside the circles on the X? Disappear inside uh, these circles here. That's really just a factor of the graphic. That wasn't really part of the oh, equation itself. That could be the magical part right there. <laughs> Whatever you put well, right it there. is, and this because this here this point right here this diamond is uh is the zero point okay that is the convergence point and notice it's the only place that vertically aligns with the number nine Mm -hmm. now you asked me before about why does nine represent wholeness okay in this system see if you multiply the number nine by any number nine eighteen twenty seven thirty six forty five fifty four it always adds back to equal the number nine. Okay, It's the only number in this system that does that. Now, if you want to get super technical about mathematics and base systems, a, a very technical mathematician might challenge me on that, and then I could go into that, and that has to do with prime numbers and everything. But let's just keep it simple for the average person, unless there is a mathematician who wants to break in here and have that conversation. Uh the number nine remains constant. Okay, it's sta- it's, it is the definition of a constant, the cosmological constant. Okay, no matter what you do to it, uh, it always comes back to it. So whatever you multiply it by, it always comes back to itself. Okay, so it, it represents wholeness or it. And okay, I'll come back to to that. There's a few different things I can say about it. Yeah, I want to point crazy. out something else. Let's let's look at the numbers three and six. We were talking about doubling before, so I just want you to see this. 
If I take three and double it, it becomes what? Six, right? Yes. Six doubled is 12. Two and one is three, right? 12 doubled is 24. Oh, my God. 24 doubled is 48, which comes back to three. So the three and six, when you're doing going through this doubling process, are oscillating. And the only thing that does that in nature is magnetism. Okay, It, it represents the polar opposites. It's how wholeness is dividing itself or, or repelling itself initially. And because of that field... All right, because in physics, you're only ever studying one of two things. You're either studying matter, right? Because the definition of physics is matter in motion. So you're either studying matter in motion. Now, matter in motion is all happening on that, what we call a doubling circuit, that black, lazy eight there. Um, everything in the physical world is moving on that circuit. It's a waveform. It's the shape of the double spiral of the uh, DNA helix. And we'll look at that in just a minute. It's... It represents the shape of a vortex of a, of a torus in nature, right? That red 396 is a field, okay? Now, they talk about fields. Or they talk about non-locality and quantum mechanics, all these different things. Well, that's what that is. It's a magnetic, it's a, it's a magnetic flux field because the secret of this math is that we discovered a, an energy at the center of magnetism that's the control of magnetism. And we always refer back to the old Dick Tracy line, you know, he who controls magnetism controls the universe, but it's very true. This energy comes from the center of mass and it sprays out linearly in all directions. It's, it's distinguished by that characteristic because nothing else in nature moves in a straight line. Everything warps and curves. So as this energy penetrates, it leaves a grain. That's what the numbers are. It, they're, they're, they're a grain that's coming from this energy, just like on your skin or, or like even if you x-ray your bones, you can see these lattice structures, okay, crystal lattice structures. Uh, it, and that is the secret to superconductivity. To, it's the secret of regulating temperature, which is the problem of every technology. It's all about geometry. It's all about waveforms and angles of motion. Ultimately, this is a musical instrument. It's a harmonic machine. So I want to point out one other mathematical thing, and then we'll, we'll move on. I'll, I'll show you some images that will help make what I'm saying a little clearer to everybody. Could that oscillating yep. three and six be what's what we see as the lighthouse <laughs> effect? Um, what you see is the what effect? The lighthouse effect of like, um, like the universe flicking on It causes the appearance on the surface, topology on the surface of matter of, of vibration and motion. Yeah, it, it essentially is causing the, even though the field underlying it is a constant, over the surface, over the skin of reality, it's creating harmonic waveforms, and that's what gives every. That's what makes a 3D. So let me show you this. For instance, let's take a look at the number one there at the top. Okay, if I start at the number one, now imagine this energy is penetrating through the number one. It's it's rippling out in both directions. So if I go to the number two on one way, and I'm going the other way to the number five, well, notice five times two is 10, which is 1. OK, 
Okay. Now, if I continue that and I go from two to four and I go from five to seven, seven times four is 28 and eight and two is 10, one zero is one, comes back to one. And then when I continue to follow it, it goes to eight here, eight here, eight and eight, 64, which again comes back to one. All right. And it ends at its horizontal opposite. We call this a polar pair because notice that horizontally, everything adds up to equal the number nine in the center, which is the axis. Just like I was talking about the axis of rotation on your body, why you have spin symmetry, why you have opposable thumbs. Okay, it's all being created by this. So let me go through and just show a few images and then I want, well, I'll come back on and you guys can ask me some more questions. Ultimately, I'll just run through a few things. What this equation does is it folds out into a, a skin, okay, a surface topology that creates a mathematical language. And we can prove that numbers themselves are a fractal. This skin has every mathematical equation conceivable on one surface topology. Now, true mathematical geniuses have analyzed this and said, in the words of one of them, uh, if anyone had told him that someone had done this mathematically, it would have said it was impossible. All right? I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from mathematicians until they really get an understanding of what they're looking at. But every axis is a different multiplication series. Okay, uh, and it's revealing how patterns of energy work. You can see how these waves is just some of my early drawings of waves coming out. This is showing how positive and negative, you have the X, Y, Z. That's what these numbers represent, the X, Y, and Z axis in a 3D. But this obsoletes the Cartesian coordinate system, shows that it's a much more complex matrix uh, that makes a true 3D. A lot of things here. This this image is showing how uh, the Fibonacci spiral actually, when you close it off, curves right to that point, which is interestingly not at the center of the circle, and that's very significant. Okay, there's nothing that would predict in conventional math that that would happen. Uh, the guy who discovered it was totally stunned by that. That's um, too. That's what. Yeah, I think That's I have it. Yeah, you know, here's showing electron diffraction grading, making that same crystal lattice structure based on a diamond, right? Because numbers are geometry. The nine is a diamond, just like this. The three represents triangulation, and the six is the hexagon, okay? Those are the two poles of magnetism, but it also represents masculine, the three, the three, representing the masculine factor. That's why I say this energy, what we call energy, spirit, it's really no different from matter. It's all one and the same thing. Consciousness, matter, spirit. It's distinguished by its linearity, and it's also hard. It's a solid. It's an absolute, and it doesn't change. So it, it represents the yang, you know, like in Taoism. It, it represents the masculine side of the equation. The physical world of nature 
which is often referred to in the feminine mother nature and all that. And that's cross culturally as well as people even ask in feminist theory and then why do people refer to objects in the feminine? Well, it's just, it's because I think people have a natural intuition about this, but the feminine, the receptive side, which is the six, you know, that is the fluid side. Right. That is the warping and curving side. That is the cycles of nature. It's not uh, it's not going anywhere. It's a treadmill. It just loops around and around. That's why time in the physical world is not linear. It's cyclical. But time in the higher dimension that our mind occupies is linear. Which is a real trip. That's why as human beings, as people we do progress, we do move forward, even though in the physical world that never happens. Okay, so that skin folds out to make these 3G geometries. It's a very significant form called a tube torus or a donut. The donut really is the secret of reality, and it exists in on all scales of nature. Okay, um, uh, these are just showing different versions of the toroids. I'm giving different angles, looking at it from the inside. These are uh, these hexagonal lattices that were predicted years ago uh, in Marco's original work. And then here we see the first picture ever taken of a molecule okay, in that exact same hexagonal lattice. This, this is showing sonoluminescence. These toroid forms, they can create in bubbles. Where in the inside, using sound cavitation, it creates temperatures of 2300 K to 5100 K, which is near the surface temperature of the sun. And it's contained. The temperature is re regulated in here. They have no, no idea how this is working. They just know that it happens. That's like this almost like its own little mini dimension. Inner Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, just quickly, I'll show you. These are showing proteins and enzymes involved in the metabolism of DNA, making these same toroidal ring-shaped forms. Uh, this is literally how our body is building itself using this system. Okay, it's all based on uh, this mathematics. You know, I have lots of on my Instagram page. People can go in and see the animations, actually putting this stuff in motion. Um, all this stuff really needs to be updated. These are images of DNA out of a medical journal making those same toroidal shapes. This is how our work goes with the double helix, and it shows why DNA forms into a double helix. See, even from here, these are the enzymes showing the same hexagonal ring-shaped triangulated toroidal forms. Uh, it exists from the level of that your blood cells are a torus, right? With the maximum surface topology for gaseous interactions and the flexibility to move through your vessels, all the way up to the largest things we're observing with the Hubble in that same toroidal form. In my opinion, that cannot be coincidental. Um, you know, we predicted these pentagonal shaped. Uh, what we call underpinning nested vortices. They're kind of like sunspots. That's why you see that pentagonal shape in a lot of organic forms and flowers and different things. 
Um, and this was showing uh, on Jupiter. They actually took a picture of one, a pentagonal-shaped series of vortexes around a central one, and they had no idea why it was doing that. Um, so, you know, these are just showing toroidal fusion reactors. They're already into this at the highest levels of science. It's just that they don't know the geometry. They don't know the code correctly, and they can't control the temperature. You can see here... Okay, there are right images and wrong images of DNA. This one over here is incorrect because it's symmetrical. DNA is not. It's skewed. Okay, and you can see when it's skewed correctly, you can see it. Just one, two, four, eight, seven, five, right there. This was predicted a magnetic field would exist in the major groove of DNA. So the, was the nine would be at the top of the green arch? Right. It's controlling a magnetic field that's in this major groove, which is responsible for how the genes are expressing themselves. It's responsible for how... That's why we say you could cure all diseases with this, because you could literally tap into this field to prevent diseases, uh, viruses from replicating, from uh, you know things docking up with receptor sites. You could literally steer and push it right out of the body. Um and that's why we believe this work is so significant. These are microtubules in the human brain, which most a lot of neurologists consider now to be like the root of human consciousness. It's a nine-sided geometry right there on the microtubules. You know, this stuff is showing using toroidal forms and these exact same geometries to twist light to get, uh, you know, 2.5 terabytes a second at that time. Um, it's just, there's endless, endless applications. It's the secret of so endless, inexhaustible energy. It's the secret of the flying saucer, of vertical lift, space propulsion, uh, anything anybody wants to know about, you can use this and apply it. This is, was done by a scientist showing how it predicts the way that daisies grow. So this uh, these images of magnetic fields, you can see all that. So, okay. So I just wanted to kind of give everybody yeah, a yeah. quick run through and now I'll be quiet with that. And you guys can ask some questions. Yeah. So, I'll... so the mathematic mathematical part you've shown is a representation of the Taurus then is, is also the Taurus or is, is the mathematical, the foundation and the Taurus is just one of the many representations of the math or is the Taurus, the foundation and the math represents that. Well, the kind of a the, stupid question, but the, I, the, the, no, it's not a stupid question <clears throat> at all. They're one and the same. Ultimately, they're one and the same thing. the The circle, the cross section of the circle, uh, you know, which is sometimes re it's referred to by different names, the fingerprint of God. We often call it. It's kind of like a, a, a petroglyph, you know, but it's a it's a skeleton key that cracks the code of all those other attempts at cross-sectioning circles, like pi, for instance. That's why I say it's significant that the intersection point on the nine-sided circle is not at the center of the circle. The reason why pi, anytime you have an infinite series like that, it's because it's a user error. You know, you used to compare it to like if a pilot falls on the controls like the plan will self-correct, right? Because 
it, it understands there's a user error. So anytime you're making a calculation and you see an endless series, that means there's a user error in that calculation. There's something wrong with what you're doing, right? So the reason why pi creates an endless series like that is because the straight line or the line as they're trying to do it never passes through the center of the circle. Nothing can ever actually reach the zero point. Okay, it's always going to be slightly splayed, slightly skewed, because it's it's all based on rotation around the axis. It's all twisted. Okay, um, so where does that leave us? Well, how uh, does that how does that? Uh, I guess what's what else is confusing to me, just from a real, isn't Fibonacci endless too? Just hang on, I'm in the middle of a question. <clears throat> um. You said it represents. Oh, well, let me say this: just responding to what you said, I, I remember where I was trying to come back to now about the torus. What's more fundamental, the torus or that equation? So that equation is uh, sort of the petroglyph. It, it's the it's the skeleton key. You come back to it because all the principles are derived from it. Right. All the principles that we understand on this math can be done on that circle. But what we found is that. Um, and so initially, it was an engineer uh, named Scott Gossler who first came to the understanding, and this was after 20-some years of work on this, that those two separate systems of the 396 and the 124875 was representing some kind of a coil with an associated magnetic field because this has become most popular because of its applications to electrical coils and energy production, stuff like that. Um, that from there, uh, he had connected it with this old diagram that he had called the sunflower diagram, and um, just like kind of a picture of a sunflower. And, you know, Marco realized in looking at it that the, the numbers as nodal points could be discrete in that they filled in these tiles, uh, the this you know which you could call a reticulation pattern or a a, a grain that is left you know but you can see it very clearly like in sunflowers. Okay, um, and then my work came in some years later because I was the first person to figure out actually how to connect the whole torus through the center and make it a complete uh, 3D. But ultimately, the torus itself is just uh, it is, is one and the same as that equation. Um, it just has the ability to reveal uh, the scalar potential of the numbers in 3D space. So it's, it's taking it out of just being a flat uh abstract i guess uh representation into a physical 3d object and what i think is the most beautiful thing about this math is that um everything i do you know some people look at the at the heavy side of the work that i'm doing they're like man this is so crazy you know but but really it's why i've been hesitant to put out more things until i had the right visual representation to do it justice because everything that i'm doing is 100 percent visual and you know so i think anything that can be seen can be understood and be comprehended um 
And that's what makes it different. I don't have to go from an abstract model into the concrete. It's all one and the same. Of course, there's a lot of work to be done in order to really flesh that out and connect it to the thousands of years of work we have in conventional mathematics. Um, but I think with the right tools that that could be done, and it already has been done with certain uh, certain systems like matrix algebra and and some others. But it just reveals that the things that are extremely complex and very difficult to do in those systems are extremely easy to do with this system. So it's just, it's a better tool in the end. What were we going to ask there about the Fibonacci or something? Well, the confusing part for me is you mentioned that numbers are the, they represent fixed locations in space time. So, but if, if everything's energy and everything is, the torus is obviously flowing, like all these numbers are throwing, flowing through this magnetism, how can they be fixed in space-time? Or am I misunderstanding it? No. No, you're not misunderstanding. It, it, what it is is that they're passing vibration. So the appearance, So in a way, of course, it's known in conventional physics that in the end, all the motion and everything in the universe cancels itself out, right? So it all comes back to zero. Um, so there's a sense in which the universe is static. Um, but the, the, why we call this energy the source of time, motion, and vibration is because the penetrating action of this energy so it comes from the center of mass radiating out in all directions, whether it's the center of an atom or the center of the universe. It's just a matter of the scale of energy and mass and the relationship. Um, as that linear, that linear energy penetrates matter, it causes it to warp and curve. It, it basically, it's like, a, it's like when you... When you kick a leaf and it warps back at you, you know, that's the one Marco used to like, or it comes back at you, you know. In other words, it's deflecting matter, and the fact that this energy is penetrating outward causes matter to warp back in towards the center, causes it creates a shear and a boundary condition. It's, so, what, the, what we're perceiving as motion is just this vibration over the surface topology of, of the torus. It's, okay, here's a, here's a way that I can explain it. In conventional mathematics, okay, you have an equation like 2 plus 2 equals 4, right? Now, what you're doing there, there there's two aspects to the equation. There are um, the numbers and there's the function, right? That's clear, right? Yeah. Um, and what's happening is the function is static, and the numbers are transforming, right? 2 plus 2 equals 4, okay? Vortex math is completely the opposite of that. In vortex math, the numbers never change. They don't move. The functions move through the numbers. Okay. Which is actually accurate to the meaning of the word function. <laughs> you know, that the function is actually the moving part, right? That it's, it's the, it, just like I was showing you how the two and the five and those numbers diverge and all reconnect to the one, 
it's basically it's like that's the secret of like Newton's cradle or any of those things. It's how vibration and motion is passed. So another good one I like to mention to people, um, uh, you know, and people who listen to me talk a lot have to forgive me because, you know, you inevitably you say the same things a lot. But a key point in the physics of all this, really the secret of everything is sound and harmonics. Okay, It's the secret of physics. It's the secret of intelligence. It's the secret of language. You know, everything is based on sound and harmonics, which is why it's so revered. Things like the names of God and the, and the hymns and the scriptures and all these things. Why, why the enunciation of certain sounds is so revered in world cultures. Um, so when you think about physics, it's said that conventionally the fastest thing traveling through the universe is light, light, light in the vacuum of space, right? Because light, the speed of light changes in a different media, right? So light in a vacuum propagates at a certain speed. It slows down in the atmosphere. Eventually, the denser the matter that's penetrating in the form of heat, it, it gets slower and slower and dissipates more. And right? doesn't it always, like, it's always traveling at the speed of the light in relation to the observer. So even if I'm traveling at 95% of light, light's still going to pass me at the speed of light? Right. Well, we can get into all that part. That's That's a little bit more of a complicated issue. But I just wanted to point out first that just it's something that I think is easy for everybody to understand is just is just that fact, right? That light is conventionally said to be the fastest thing traveling in the universe by any observer, and uh, and it you know, but it does slow down. The denser the media that it's penetrating, the slower that it gets, right? Sound is the total opposite of that. Okay. Uh, because sound doesn't propagate in a vacuum, right? Because there's nothing to vibrate. Uh, and then sound, everything that's moving, like Brownian motion or you know the basic motion of particles in the atmosphere, it's all moving at the speed of sound, right? Everything's moving, unless it's being acted upon by something else. It's moving at the speed of sound generally. The random motion of particles, so-called random motion of particles. Okay, so sound speeds up the denser the media that is penetrating. Like it's known conventionally, it's faster to pass a sound wave through the earth than it is to pass it through right. the atmosphere. Right? You know, so the the denser and denser the everything's packed together, the 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 faster the vibration passes, the faster the sound travels. All right. So. Um, when you're talking about extremely condensed matter physics, like with black holes and stuff like that. Um, now, they think that the black holes go to infinity. They don't know what's going on because calculus self-destructs. I mean, that was what, that's ultimately what led to the prediction of the black holes is because the calculus you know, goes to infinity. Um, and it can't come out the other side. I mean, that's the thing that vortex math is the first math that's ever been able to go through the hole and come out the other side and reconnect back to itself in an unbroken 
arithmetic which is free energy really right i mean that's so so what i was going to ask you is are this is, seems like a re representation of free energy like a mathematical representation of that and then i was gonna yeah i was gonna ask it, about it, the sound because how do you turn those numbers into something that's gonna generate energy or or uh so would that be through sound like through right. harmonic stages or waves or i can't i'm not even a musician so i have no idea what i'm talking about but no I can, if you made the sound uh, in that if you made the sound in that thing like so what I was going to say quickly, just about black holes, yeah. hyper-condensed matter. So the idea of a black hole is that when the matter gets condensed to such an extreme level that the escape velocity, the gravity, right? So escape velocity is just like if you're going to shoot a rocket out of the atmosphere, how fast does it have to go to get into orbit, right? Is the escape velocity of the Earth's gravity. When the density of matter gets so extreme that the escape velocity exceeds the speed of light, then all the light is trapped inside, and it's called a black hole. And that's what they call the event horizon is that last part you can see before you go through the hole, right? And then they make those corny uh, Matthew McConaughey movies about going inside the bookcase or whatever because they, <laughs> they don't know what's going on there. But really, it's very simple. Um, so, but the idea is that past the event horizon, okay, the sound penetrating that hyperdense matter transcends the speed of light. Hmm. That, um, that sound at that extreme frequency ceases to propagate as a wave. And this is discussed in quantum mechanics, but these connections aren't made, you know. But at, at these extremely high frequencies, sound ceases to propagate as a mechanical wave and becomes what they call a quasi-mass particle. And I believe that that's what's happening at the event horizon. The sound, there's an, the, the, the relationship between sound and light inverts. And at that extreme level, it's literally wringing the energy out of the matters condensed to its most extreme density and that energy sprays out in all in, in all directions though really that is somewhat of a misnomer and explanation because it's really a constant emanation it's, it's a constant well that's when we're so, talking about when you're with your brother at, at contact of the cabin and the snake brothers how light and sound are really just it's when the frequency gets to a certain point, it turns into light. Right. Like it's, it's just on a difference on the far spectrum of the same, same frequency. Oh, yeah. Like my friend's mom did that, that humming toning and she saw sparks of light. So it was like something was resonating so perfect to the point where it created light at the end of it. Yeah. Just like that sonoluminescence that I was showing you is a very <clears throat> extreme example of that, that, that ultimately, it's what it's what black holes are. It's what it's, it's how the galaxies are working. Everything it it it's a vortex. It sucks things in at the top. It reheats it. It accelerates it all the way until it gets to the center. That extreme acceleration, extreme temperature when it's all just extremely condensed plasma gas, and then it's 
it's brings out that energy and it shoots out the bottom in the form of a white hole that's like the big bang so the reason why the universe is expanding as we observe it is because we're on the bottom of the universe and we're expanding on the bottom of the universe eventually that's all going to be brought back as it crosses the equator when it's all reaches its maximum distance from the center and then starts contracting it's all just burn out you know frozen cinders and everything like that and then it's gradually all brought back in and that whirlpool reinvigorated re ready to that's go. what you I, meant by the universe expanding and contracting at the same time exactly so is mcconaughey all, in the middle of the donut <laughs> Well, I did create the funniest internet meme of all time that's gone very unnoticed <laughs> oh, because I, I, I watched that movie and it occurred to me immediately upon watching, immediately as the scene was going down, if you're a fan of McConaughey's work, is that, you know, when he's sitting in the spaceship after they go on the planet and they lost all the time and he comes back and he's watching the videos and the kids are growing up. You know, and then his daughter's like old and she's talking about how he's abandoned him and he starts crying. You know, so I had the picture of him crying and I said, you know, the thing about relativity is they keep getting older and I just stay the same. Ah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> anyway, have to have enough uh, cross between scientific knowledge and stupid humor that I think it didn't catch. You still have the meme? Let's, we should see if we can reignite that thing. So you yeah, still have the name, yeah. What was the scalar number again? The scalar number. Didn't you say something was a scalar number for three, six, and nine? The three, six, and nine. I mean, if anything's a scalar number, it would be the nine. But the, the, the three, six, and nine are controlling the scaling aspect and controlling the communication between uh one level and another you know embedded levels toroids within toroids within toroids like fractals of, you could look at it that way yeah i mean uh, that ultimately they are all um yeah everything is a fraction of the of the whole right so so all things that we define or did you say fractals fractals yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, fract. I'm sorry. I thought you said factors. Fractals, yes. Fractals. The, what this math proves is that numbers are fractal. That they are uh, self-replicating and recursive. Um, that and mo- many people don't recognize the fact that the original Mandelbrot fractal was a division of nine. The cube that he the original cube that he created was based on a division of nine. So the the actual original discovery of fractals is based on a division exactly like what we're doing. So how um, come how come all of the like prime numbers? And I shouldn't use the word prime in math. It's a little bit loaded. But how come all the how come all the main numbers of reality are the same numbers that we are using for hard drives and computers and things like that? Is that like is is, is, is there an easier reason than the road I'm heading towards? 
Sacred I don't know road? what the road you're heading towards. Well, the road, road, I'm, the road I'm heading towards is that like the 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 zero to nine seems like like you know maybe an uh, hyper advancement of binary code, which would mean that it we're is, living yeah. inside some sort of crazy quantum computer generated reality. Yeah, and, essentially. Well, essentially, it's omniscience. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go to that level of it, it is proof for the existence of divine intelligence because it because this is a deterministic universe. Okay, but it's okay. People don't need to fret about it because we're not being determined by something outside of ourselves. <laughs> All right, because we're one with the determinism of of the universe. But but the people are not incorrect in thinking that the universe is deterministic in that sense that it is all a, what people that you can call it a simulation. If that's there, that there is an underlying mathematics that's controlling all of this. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it, you know, it's not just vortex mathematics, you know, this is being suggested by a lot of philosophers now that just the facts, you know, the facts of what the materialist worldview presents us with ultimately leaves us with something very akin to what we would call God, right? Because you're talking about, um, okay, you go all the way back to the Big Bang, you're saying all, all the matter in the universe condensed into this tiny point, right? We don't know what caused that, but one thing we could say about what caused that is that it's all-powerful, I think that would be a fair term, I, and the scientists tend to agree. It's all-powerful, right? Um, the fact that mathematics, as you said, not just in computers, but in all kinds of applications, seems to describe reality with often extremely remarkable accuracy is baffling to mathematicians themselves and people working in number theory. Why is that? Why, if numbers are arbitrary conventions, why is it that they do describe reality, physical reality, as we see it so well and make such good predictions? So just the fact that there is, the, and that ultimately does lead towards giving credence to my argument that they're not arbitrary conventions, right? But And, and other people have suggested that as well. But it's certainly the fact that the mathematical realm exists, that abstract realm of consciousness and numbers exists uh, implicates that an omniscience, an all-knowing, all you know. Uh, I mean, all, all what else would you call it? It's it's all connected. It, it knows everything. It's connected to everything. You know? yeah. It is the it is the mathematics, right? So that's why we say that numbers are alive. You know, they're they're living, breathing, like with the the breath work that you've done with my brother, you know, I, I can show how this is modeling breath breathing and the, the way that the lungs work and the, and the way that the heart beats. And um, <clears throat> there's nothing that this doesn't touch, you know, musical scales, harmonics, chords, how they work. Uh, well, the way those triangles, like the way you have those diamonds across that tor toroid or whatever, the donut, mm -hmm. like, those things, when you start stretching them out and pull them around, I mean, that's 
comes pretty close to what you see on a psychedelic experience. And the interesting thing about that is like on Saturday night, I swear, if you took that fucking donut and you switched all those numbers to crazy symbols, like I seen that thing except all in black and white. Like I swear yeah. I went through that. black and I went white through tor- that Taurus? fucking thing. Well, look, I mean, I don't think there, there, there's no coincidence in the fact that the rise of more and more people exploring the psychedelic realms have led to a big increase in people uh, believing in this stuff because you just experience it when you, if you, now I'm not going to say just any, you know, if you take some shrooms and go to putt-putt or whatever that, you know, you're going to come to enlightenment about the Taurus, but serious practitioners, serious people who are, who, who understand a little bit deeper what they're getting into and understand how to control it. Uh, absolutely. You are not only uh, on the surface level, I think on the, on the lighter levels of the psychedelic experience, witnessing this form, uh, I think on the higher levels, you become it, you know, you literally are manifesting it. You're controlling it. And um, and then that is from that inner viewpoint where you can literally perceive and live with and become one with the underlying rhythm and melody that's going on, that's creating everything that's happening in the external world, which we normally in our business kind of consciousness experience is disjointed, but people have had those deeper experiences and they've experienced you know what we call synchronicity on that level where it's a direct uh you know even direct psychic experiences uh, tend to know exactly what i'm talking about when i start demonstrating this stuff they tend to have uh really well, comprehended well, that yeah. intuitively it seems like anything that any organism that needs to be able to generate a reality is capable of naturally producing dmt and, yeah and an excess of dmt lets you see the gears in the machine yeah and, and what that's and, a fucking crazy thing to think about and what if you were seeing the truth of the taurus and he's he's got it expressed in, in his vortex math but you were seeing the symbols behind the math like symbols and sigils have power. And oh, yeah, what if you were able to yeah, come back, come back and lay the the paper that he or the what did you call it, the skin? Uh, I'm not going back to lay the times. skin. Well, the skin, with I mean, those all symbols, your, and, all of his metaphors line up really well with the feeling of breaking through something. And if it sounds like you're going through a screen, like the mics, it's like pulling a string real tight, and then ding, and then you're there. And then it just yeah, seems crazy uh, to me uh, that we're talking about the framework of reality. Things that need to navigate reality naturally have DMT in them or produce DMT, and an overload of DMT makes me see the symbols that you're showing me with your numbers. Yeah, uh, essentially. So, you know, this is going into a different topic, but I th- I enjoy this topic, so I'm I'm happy to go into it about. Uh, my my most most of my experience has been with mushrooms um and you know at the really high levels i mean that it, it's 
one one little thing, one little line away from being exactly the yeah. same as DMT, right? As I got deeper in those experiences, I started to try and observe as clearly as I could what was happening to my physiology, especially entering into it. And I came away from it. You know, people were talking at the time. This was some years ago. People were talking about uh, it'd be great if we could study and see what's going on with the brain waves and all this. And I mentioned at the time that I thought it was probably very little to no <laughs> brain activity. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't think that you would observe any kind of massive brain wave that you would see almost nothing going on in the brain. And that the function of those molecules is that they're off switches. They're turning off your brain. Uh, and the brain, coming back to what you're saying about breaking through different levels, different skins, consciousness itself, what spirit does is it's an amplifier. It amplifies your range. The body is an antenna, and it's a filter. You know, we're all tuned into our own channel, our own filter, based on the way our brain is developed and the languages we speak and our experiences and all these different factors that go into making us unique. But uh, beyond that filter, you can experience consciousness at large, if you will, or the, the true self, the true consciousness beyond the filter of the brain. So years later, when they did the research at John Hopkins, that was all actually confirmed that that's exactly what they're doing, uh, just like they do when they take over the bodies of ants and stuff and make them crawl up in the trees. Uh, they're shutting down your nervous system. In fact, the only parts of the brain that they don't seem to affect are all the controls for your vitals, you know, to keep you breathing and, yeah. you know, and uh, keep your heart beating and keep everything. Other than that, it essentially is a simulated death. So it's not. So I believe for the most part, there's a lot of fascinating aspects about the uh, sort of hypnagogia aspects and the the, the visual um, component to it that really the going beyond that and really looking through just the chaos that's going on in the brain is it's shutting off the experience of consciousness outside of the body absolutely I in, anyone that I and there's only been a few but who's kind of approached that level with me um they they see they see this exactly for what it is. I mean, you, you can just perceive it directly. I certainly wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for those inner experiences. Because when I started doing this work, I knew that you know I had seen I had seen this before. You know before I'd seen it, but understanding this and learning to read this language, you know, which we call God's language. Uh, this pure language of pure mathematics as it is in nature, uh, I think for people who are interested in, in those deeper aspects of shamanism and, and and what that's all about, which is a whole other show, um, that this math is priceless. It's priceless for that. As, it's as priceless, if not more priceless, to people in those endeavors than it is in the world of physics and chemistry and biology and all that. So 108 is actually nine. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why it's so significant and, and Buddhism and and all these different, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, and all these come into when you're scaling different size Tauruses, you know, just even those few images that I flipped through on my Instagram page. If people want to follow me there, it's at Vortex Math. Um, you can see, and I'm only showing still very, very simple toroids because it gets to a point where it's very hard to see unless you have an apparatus where you can zoom in and move around. The The game is very simple. I compare it to like uh, the game Go. I don't know if you ever played Go. It's like the Chinese version of, of chess. It's really popular in Japan too. I think it came from China originally, with just the black and white pieces. But what they say about Go is easiest game to learn in the world, hardest game to master. You know, that it's... Um, you can learn all the rules and everything you need to know to play Go in, a, in an hour or whatever. You know, it's very easy. And and you can have that all down. And then it's just about applying those principles. Um, so this math, uh, it's no, there's no doubt in my mind that's really my background in martial arts and meditation and those type of disciplines that made me excel in this math because I understood from those, from experience in those realms, particularly martial arts, but meditation, absolutely too, that it's always the basics. It's always the principles, the simple principles, the stuff that really works. Um, and the level of your mastery is about how well you apply those simple principles and not getting, uh, lost and trying to innovate when you don't really know what you're doing um and i see that happen with people in martial arts all the time just you know oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna do it this way and you know and they think they're gonna figure out something that you know people haven't already figured out um for me i just understood going into this that i wasn't trying to innovate i was really just trying to read god's language and so in the really complex work I do, um, it's all just applying the same simple principles at a higher scale. Um, and I think a lot of people who are, for all intents and purposes, far more intelligent than I am, make lots of mistakes because their their own process gets too into it. Their, their, their human contrivance uh, gets in the way. So... I mean, really the way to do all this is just to be receptive. And that even in conventional science, you know, that's why they have the saying Eureka, you know, because no one knows where these insights are coming from. You know, all of a sudden it just comes together uh, because we we do function like an antenna. We are receivers. Um, and, uh, you know, I certainly haven't tapped into it on any kind of level of perfection, but I'm sure there is an Akashic record or a universal memory, um, a source of revelation um, that we can all tap into. Uh, if you don't like those terms, if, if you're against religion or whatever, you can call it inspiration. You know, because people talk about spirit and they think it's mystical, but then people talk about spirit, they talk about school spirit, different things, or that person's got a lot of spirit. It that's not a wrong association. It is enthusiasm, energy, yeah. intent, focus. You know, the masculine consciousness, what 
consciousness to me is, is a function of the physical world. It's a function of that doubling circuit, right? Understanding, consciousness is a feminine thing. It's, it's receptive. That's why they call it, under, unless you're a Rasta, they call it understanding, right? It's not, not overstanding because you're really, it's coming to you, right? The masculine side of that, that 396, that vector, right, that straight line is the will. Right. It's the concentration. It's the output side. You know, consciousness is just what you what's coming to you. That's what you're conscious of. You know, like I'm conscious of you guys. I'm not reaching out to you. The light's just coming to me. You know, I'm seeing you there. Um, but the word that's coming from me, that's a function of spirit, of my uh, of my internal energy uh, and the and intelligence, as manifest in the word, is a function of that concentration. It can wax and wane for any of us based on the level at which we're able to harness that focus, which is what the number nine ultimately is. It's, it's focus, it's condensed energy, and it's a drive, um, a reactionless drive for that. It's not like a jet engine doesn't require that. Um, its own inexhaustible source. Wow. That was a great show. Just, That's free energy and replicators. This right is there. it. We should be making free energy donuts. Well, Tesla's, I mean, Tesla was saying three, six, and nine, right? Uh, and That's he, and who knows what uh, he was up to. Are you going to come to Utah? He, he certainly seemed to get close, closer than, yeah. than most. Yeah. I mean, maybe you know? he was there. Maybe he got there. I mean, somebody's, Somebody's using this type of technology oh, to fly, fly shit around in the skies and all that. So some somebody's figured it out. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there come, was uh, oh. that guy T Townsend Brown. Yeah. He was flying Who? around yeah. this back in T. the fifties. Brown, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. with high voltage. Yeah. It's just what what people see on the internet with these coils is all just very low energy, very low voltage. If you're a professional engineer and you really understand what you're looking at, and I've done it with a lot of them, they're like. This is crazy, you know, but to the average person, it doesn't mean much because we don't have the tools and equipment to get into those high voltage laboratories to really be uh, given this thing its due. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, because, you know, even back then, T. Townsend Brown's problem was he didn't know how to control it or steer it. Yeah. He just knew you know, essentially what it would do. But yes, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time for having me on the show i'd love to do it again if you if it's a topic yeah of yeah interest. oh yeah for sure are you gonna come to utah with your brother <clears throat> consider when this is an that? invitation april i think he did april 16th and 19th I, I will do my best to work it out um i've got a lot of things upcoming I'm, I'm working on the process of doing a film and a and a book so i just need to see how the scheduling is going with all that but uh I'm hoping that that will all be coming out in the next year and then be followed by uh, some very in-detailed instructional videos. But I'm going to do my best to make it out there to uh, Utah if I can. It should be around my birthday. Oh, it'll be a good and time. And we got, we're going to have a blast out there. Your bro's going to be there. We'll have a, have a great time. And if you, uh, you let me know you're coming there, I've got a couple little spots left for hosting. So uh, we can sneak awesome. in for sure. If you can make it, you let me know. All right, I'll be in touch for sure. Absolutely. Right, buddy. Yeah, we should do this again sometime. This is uh, fun. 
Yeah. yeah, my pleasure. I'm happy to do it. Thanks for uh, doing all that work yeah. and explaining it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, <laughs> I did my best. To write, you know, uh, this format is is always difficult, but I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, thanks. So, who's a better martial artist? Huh? Why does everybody always ask? <laughs> <laughs> no, no need to answer. You Either. can ask him and see what he said. He'll probably say him. Yeah. Oh, he did. My res- response is my response is um you know we're brothers we're not we're not uh we're not enemies you know we're not we're not at war with one another you know but um you know i'll throw it down with any man i don't care <laughs> no brandon has has done nothing but sing your brandon, praises brandon's got a lot of uh, a lot of experience he's an excellent martial artist you know he's taught me a lot about uh jiu-jitsu and uh and you know we're we're i got nothing but uh but respect and you know anybody on that level i honestly just don't want to be fighting with (laughs) (laughs) because it's always dangerous when you're fighting with people who train all the time yeah yeah i was joking by the way brandon had had did nothing but try and convince us to have you on the show since we met him so i'm glad we finally worked this out yeah yeah we're 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 very uh we're very tight. We're colleagues of long standing. Awesome. Perfect. Well, give them our regards. I will, man. All right. Thank you, guys. See you, Randy. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, I like that. I always like it when my our, our episode is more intriguing to me than the research I've done up to it, you know? Mm-hmm. It lined up well with the psychedelic trip. I wasn't sure that was going to happen. Yeah, I didn't crazy. see that coming, but definitely like some of the pictures he was showing there were triggering me back to Saturday. Well, I was going to go through his website. Next time you want to, you feel like. You no, he doesn't have a website. Too. It's a, his Instagram. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. go on his Instagram. Next yeah. time you feel like you want to trip out. just I'm still doing some digesting. Got a couple weeks of digesting. I feel like it fit. Months. I feel like it'll all fit in with like. Marshall Leffert's book, Cosmometry, and all that as well. His mom did what? Do you think? Cosmometry. I'm not sure of that one. It's 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 like uh, the Leffert's sound, the well, sound was, of the universe, and oh, okay. but it's more the the. I was factoring the oscillating three and the six into the lighthouse effect of the universe blinking on and off. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, I kind of wanted to go farther into this. This is triggering all sorts of episodes for me. Yeah, yeah. We should get him to look into that so that because he didn't really know what you were talking about. Oh, this would be great. We're gonna we're gonna meet up in Utah. We'll set up a room and we'll have a, we'll stay an extra night in the Truffaut cabin. There you go. Just to figure out fucking vortex math. Yeah. Once and for all, I'll bring a briefcase of goodies. We're not leaving there until we have. We're not free leaving energy. this motherfucker until we have free energy. Mm. All right. Big thanks to Randy for coming on the show. Big thanks to you guys for listening, tuning in, downloading, whatever you do, uh, enjoying it. We love that you enjoy the show. We love that you find some value here. <clears throat> if you do find a little value from our lazy ramblings from the two hours we've been giving you a week, every week for almost seven years, head over to grimerica.ca slash support today and throw a little value back our way. Winter's coming. It's getting cold. The cords are breaking. Need that support. That's how we know you love us. grimerica.ca slash support. All right, guys. Have some good vibes for your weekend. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Season's greetings from the Grimerica Show podcast. Gather round the fireplace 
Help yourself to some hot cocoa with the little marshmallows in it. Maybe have a candy cane or two, and maybe some cookies. It's so warm and jolly. Cry Merry Christmas. Podcasting from the igloo. Darren plays jingle bells on the didgeridoo. And over there, that's Graham crying tears of joy as he listens in on the little drummer boy. I see you've acquainted yourself with D-Ron. Yeah, it's true, he puffs Christmas trees of medicinal. Wait a second, is that? Yeah, I think that's Sasquatch beneath the mistletoe. Get over here, Graham. Thank you for saving me and give me a kiss. And it looks like Napoleon Doom. He's decorating the room With tinsels, ribbon, popcorn on strings And poinsettias, they are in bloom And you might ask Who's that in the green and red Lucia Libre mask? Why, of course, that's RPJ Feliz Navidad It's so warm and jolly Cry Merry Christmas Podcasting from the igloo Darren plays jingle bells on the didgeridoo. And over there, that's Graham crying tears of joy. As he listens in on the little drummer boy. You'll get a warm and fuzzy feeling if you donate to the Grind America show. So get in the spirit, reach down in your pocket and make it rain. I mean, uh, let it snow, make it snow, let it snow, let it snow, make it snow. Donate to the show. Donate to the show. Donate to the show. It's so warm and jolly. Cry Merry Christmas. Podcasting from the igloo. There plays jingle bells on the didgeridoo. And over there, that's Graham crying tears of joy. As he listens in on the little drummer boy.
Maury had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's first. Blubbity Blah, the Blubbity Blah. Sending out good vibes. Show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> 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 <laughs>